Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator, Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guest will help connect you to the magic of the universe, as well as to your loved ones and pets, both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. I am your host, Samantha Jones, and I'm so glad that you are all here. Happy March, by the way. Today is the first day of March. And you know what? March is actually a beautiful month for manifestation. We're out of the holidays and we're headed towards spring. So you know what? I'm going to challenge all of you to do something this month, and that's manifest something. Manifest something that you have always wanted. And you know what? I'll help you one of these weeks. We'll do a manifestation episode. But there's a challenge for March because it is an absolutely beautiful manifestation month. So last week, the topic was, so you want to talk to the animals. And I had a lot of great feedback on that. And I appreciate that so much from everyone. One of the things that everyone said was they want a part two. So I am working on that and I will do a part two for you absolutely in the future. Looking forward to that. Today's show topic is grief sucks. Grief sucks is something that for back for lack of a better phrase that I feel like I say a lot to my clients. Like sometimes there's just nothing else that you can say. You can't find the right words. I'm sorry isn't enough. Grief sucks is perfect. It's it's empathetic and it's true. It's so true. There really is no way to describe how grief feels and how much it can affect our lives. Most people are affected by grief at some point. Grief is what they call a universal type feeling. It's something that most people go through. We can't avoid it. There's no getting around it. At some point, somebody in our lives is going to pass away or we're going to go through a divorce because grief can also happen after a breakup or a, a loss of a job. Even everybody deals with grief differently. And so there's a lot of things that it can you know, encompass. There's different stages in grief. And we have talked about this briefly on the show before, but just so you know, those five stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And usually when we're going through grief or we're grieving, this can be a really persistent and traumatic type cycle that we go through. Sometimes every day we have these all these feelings in one day. So it's like this acceptance, which is the final stage of grief. You may get to a point today where you accept things and tomorrow you don't. So don't ever feel like there's, you know, a a certain rule to grieving or anything like that. It's, It's very personal how we all grieve, but it's definitely something that I feel like we should work through together and talk about. And I think one of the things that really happens after we lose somebody is the people around us don't know how to act. They don't know what they're supposed to say. It can even be uncomfortable. And so a lot of people pull back. But also, at least for me in the most traumatic losses that I've had, it made me not want to talk to anybody. I'm already an introvert and it made me super, super antisocial. And so we have that that comes into play as well. And these things can be very unhealthy you know, when, when we're going through them, but very normal. And so we need to talk about it. We need to normalize talking about uncomfortable things such as grief. So today's in today's show, 
uh, in the second and the third parts, I'll take callers. And if you want to share your grief stories, um, we would love to hear them. I had people that wrote in to me that shared their stories because this is really, you know, emotional. And I think a lot of people, it's hard to come on the radio, let alone, you know, to talk about something that traumatic. So I have some stories here that I'll share today and, and we'll talk about them. And then, like I said, later on, if anybody would like to call and share their stories, that would be great. I'm not going to do readings on today's show because I feel like we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So just be sharing stories. So let me first share with you a little bit about my story. I have I know I've shared in the past that I've lost my mom and I've lost animals and stuff like that. But I feel like I have experienced most types of losses. I've been through sudden loss and expected loss, traumatic um, loss that is prolonged, that you're expecting it to happen for a long time and it doesn't. And then it finally does. And I've been through divorce and breakups. So I feel like I've dealt with a lot of these types of grief in my life. And the grief that I suffered from sudden loss has been the hardest and was very, very traumatic for me when I went through it. When I lost my mom, I lost her extremely suddenly. You know, she, I talked to her the night before she passed away. And then the next morning I received a call that they found her, that she had passed in her in her sleep. So it wasn't expected. And I was 26 years old. And I think at 26, you know, you you don't expect that you're going to lose your mom that soon. And I had a 16-year-old brother. And it, the whole thing was just very, very, very difficult. And it took me a long time to pull myself out of that grief. But there's a few things that did. And one of them was going to a medium. This was the biggest thing that helped me. And so I feel like in order for me to be the medium that I am and help people the way that I do, I've had to go through these experiences. I've had to have the traumatic loss and and feel all of those feelings that you guys are feeling because how could I help you if I don't? That When I do readings, the messages come from the universe, but I feel them and I and I can empathize with what you're feeling because I've been there, which allows me to help you better. I had also another traumatic loss that I've talked about was one of my dogs, uh, Sierra, that she passed from hemangiosarcoma. And that was actually, my so my mom died in 2004 and Sierra died in 2006. So I felt like I was just kind of coming out of the loss of my mom and then Sierra died. And it just threw me right back into that because she was fine. She was perfectly fine. And then this hemangiosarcoma, what happens is, is it's a, a tumor usually on the spleen or pancreas and it ruptures. And when it ruptures, they bleed internally. So you can tell the symptoms really fast. But, you know, by the time that you get them to the vet and they they got they had her in surgery and she died on the operating table, it was literally like four hours. There was not a lot of time there. So it was a very traumatic loss for me right after losing my mom, right after coming out of that, you know, because for me, a year and a half later, I was still really, really in deep with the loss of my mom. And I talk to people every day that experience a lot of the same things that I experienced when I was going through those those losses. You don't know how you're going to get through it. You don't understand how it's ever going to get better. How could you possibly you feel the way that you do today, but down the road, feel better. We're so trapped in that grief at the moment 
that it's not possible to see out of it. And sometimes when we are in that deep of grief, we think crazy thoughts and even contemplate suicide. And I'm bringing this up because this is something that I have faced a few times this week with people that have had losses that they don't know how they're going to go on. And they have told me I'm hanging on by a thread. And I want to address this because that's not what your loved ones want. But I understand because I did the same thing, the same thing. I was, I remember one night after my mom passed, it was probably a couple months. I was just driving on the freeway and the pain was so bad. And I remember thinking I could just drive my car right off this freeway right now and it would all be over and I'd be with her and it would be fine. And I contemplated it. I did. And I thought about my grandma who just lost her daughter. And I thought I can't do that to her or to my brother. And I'm so glad that I didn't. But we have those thoughts and those thoughts are not unnatural because we are in that stage of grief of how am I going to live without this person? And if somebody would have told me when my mom died that almost 20 years later, I would be sitting here talking to all of you and telling you that I'm glad that she died, I would have thought that that was the craziest thing I had ever heard. When I say that I'm glad that she died, it all makes sense now. It did not make sense when it happened. It did not make sense at year one or really even year 10. It's really just started making more sense to me the last few years. Not just that she needed to go because it was her time, but that ever since she died, my life has been incredible. Not after she died right away, of course. But once I got through the grief, my mother has helped me to get where I am today. And if it wasn't for her, I would not be here. So if she wouldn't have died, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know where we would be. I know she would still be really super miserable in her life because she wasn't going to make any changes. So we have to look at everybody's individual situation here too, when it comes to somebody passing away. We can only live so long in this body, too. It's, this body is not meant to live forever. It's only meant to put us through this life because we have so many lives. It puts us through this particular life to get us through the journey that we need to get through. And then we let it go. I call it a meat suit because it's just this heavy thing that our soul is in. And, and when we shed that, it's amazing. And we go back to the other side, which is our home. And that's where everybody else is. But this meat suit, it cannot last forever. So in cases of passing people or animals that pass away when they're, when they're elderly, when they're old, these are the cases where we really, really need to look at things. People, animals do not live in this body forever. So we know that in our lives, we're going to experience loss and death. My grandmother passed away in 2017. She was 87 years old and she had been really sick for a while. She originally had like a stroke and a whole bunch of things happened in 2010. And I came out here to take care of her because I was living in Vegas at the time. And for the first six years that I took care of her, I dreaded her death. I was so worried about it. I thought about it constantly. It it ruined like 
it ruined a lot of my days, me sitting there thinking of what was life going to be like without her? How was I going to go on without her? Especially the more that I took care of her, the more that I wanted to be with her. And so it got worse and worse. And what happened was I got to the point where I saw that she was so miserable that it wasn't okay for her to be here anymore. It, she needed to move on. But I knew that a part of the reason that she was staying here was for me because I was holding on to her because not only was she my grandmother, but she was my job. So I was going to lose my job too. So I feel like she stayed here like as long as she could. But around August of 2016, she had, um, it, she, it looked like she was going to die. And so I said at that point, I said, it's okay. If you want to take her, it's okay. I'm ready. I'm ready for her to go. I understand that this isn't fair to her. Uh, she's being kept here for, for nothing. She's miserable. You know, it, it's time to let her go. And she did. On her own terms, she left on January 1st of 2017. And it was hard. It was, But it was a different kind of grief. I didn't suffer the kind of grief like I did with my mother because it wasn't sudden. It was something that was prolonged. It went on a long time and I was expecting her death and knew she wasn't going to live forever, but I still grieved. I still cried. I still mourned. It's all normal. But it's. I think that if you can learn to accept that we're not going to, you know, nobody's going to cheat death. We're all going to face it. And for the elderly that there's, especially, you know, with animals too, that there's nothing that we can do except accept it and accept to understand that they went to a beautiful place where they are now with the people that passed before them and the animals that passed before them. And they have a completely different outlook on things over there. It's not like here. Here is where we suffer, but there when they get there, they see everything and they know everything and they can see how you're feeling and how you're mourning and what your thoughts are. And I get asked questions all the time about, you know, what are they thinking on the other side? Did, especially with animals, did, did my, does my pet know that I didn't want to put them down and I feel so guilty and, and all of these things? They know. They know. So please, in your grieving process, let go of that that there's something there that you need to hold on to because they're not holding on to it. They're not uh, looking down at you for what you've done. They know what's in your heart. They know the unconditional love that you have for them. And then with people as well, if you are at a point in your life where you're not talking to somebody that passes away, like say your mother, um, yeah, when she gets there, she's still going to be your mother and she's going to do the same amazing things that my mother did for me because that's what they do. They see things over there about how, why things happened here and what they did wrong. And we all will, we'll all see what we did wrong, what we did right, how we could have done things different. And when we get to the other side, we want to make right for those things that we did wrong. And so those people in our lives that pass away, they try to help us from the other side. And when we get through our grieving process, a lot of the times, that's when we can really see the work that they are putting in to try and help us. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we get back, I'm going to read some of the stories that came in from other listeners, and we'll talk about them a little bit. And if anybody would like to call in and tell your story, please feel free to. That number is 
888-346-9141. Like I said, I'm not going to do readings today because there's a, a lot to get to on this topic, but if you would like to share your story, we would love to hear it. Uh, so let's go ahead and take that break, everybody. Uh, we will be right back. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guest will discuss all things beyond the bridge. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for being here today. Today, my topic is grief sucks, which it really, really does. I hope everybody that you're doing okay so far. I know that this is a heavy topic, and it can bring out a lot of emotions. It just telling you my story brought tears to my eyes. So I'm a, I'm an empath and I'm really emotional when it comes to this kind of stuff. And I feel the other side. Like when I start talking about this stuff, I feel the loved ones from my clients or my loved ones when I'm doing this. So that also can be very emotional. So I apologize if I shed some tears, but I think that you can all understand but I'm going to do my best to get through these. Okay. So the first one, this is from Angela. She says, I was emotionally abused and neglected as a child. I never knew what a healthy relationship looked like. My mother died three years ago this month. Even at the end, she screwed me over. My sister turned my uncle and his wife against me so she could keep what I had. So she could keep what I had been promised for 40 years. I had my son though. 
I made this kind, caring, very intelligent being. We had the kind of relationship my friends were jealous of. On Mother's Day, we got into a fight. And a week later, he sent me an email saying he wanted to cut me out of his life with no real explanation. Thank God I had my emotional support animal, my bird baby. Baby picked me out at a store 16 years ago. Her veterinarian retired. I called his office to see if he would come out of retirement to do a surgery she needed that he had also done on her two years prior. That's when I found out he moved out of state. I found a a board-certified avian vet who was $500 more expensive than a different vet across the street from my home and 40 minutes further away. His confidence and the certification sold me. Only the best for baby. She was my world and the only thing I had left in the world since my son cut me out and the vet killed her. He didn't follow policy and he killed my precious baby. Now I have nothing or anyone. To top it off, I am very, I'm very damaged empath. I don't know if I will ever trust or love again. Oh, these are tough. Okay, so there's a couple of things in here that I wanted to address. First of all, Angela, I'm so sorry for what you have been through. You have been through a lot. Um, I know that there's a lot of people that can relate to you on so many different things here on the the child even not wanting to to talk to them. I have a lot of clients that this is an issue. So I'm sure there's a lot of you listening today that can understand that as well. Um, so first of all, now I have nothing or anyone. Well, that's that I understand where you're that comes from. Um, for me, I don't have a lot of family left. So I was feeling like this absolutely after my mom died. Like I don't have anyone. And then, you know, when my, when my dog died, I totally get this, but this is just the right now. This is just the now in the grieving process and it's not going to be the always. And you have so much life left in you, Angela, and so many things to look forward to in your life that please don't think that this is all of it. This, because there's so much more to come that you absolutely said in here too. I don't know if I could ever trust or love again. These are things that the universe and our loved ones, they don't want us to feel this way. I know a lot of times when we lose somebody, we feel guilty about being happy. We I I went through that. Like every time that I felt like I was happy about anything that didn't relate to my mom after she died, um, I would get upset. Like, oh, she might, that's not good. I shouldn't be happy. You know, she's not here. I shouldn't be happy. The only things that made me happy were to talk about her because I felt like, you know, she liked that. But these, this was my perception. I wasn't a medium at the time. This was my perception of what was going on, but that's not actually what is going on. That's not what our loved ones on the other side are thinking or feeling. On the other side, they are looking at us going, it's okay. It's okay. I'm happy. I'm here on the other side and and I'm happy and I want you to be happy there. They're not sitting there looking at us going, oh, be miserable without me. Not at all. It's hard to imagine because we think so much like humans, but they want us to be happy. They want us to go on with our lives. If you were in a marriage and are now a widow or widower and your spouse told you that they didn't want you to ever remarry after they passed, 
they don't mean that anymore. I get a lot of times where I do readings where a, a spouse will come through and they will tell me that, that they want their spouse to carry on without them. They want them to find love again. They want them to be happy. If you don't want to find love again, that's okay, but don't do it because you think you're not supposed to. And I know that a lot of people have a hard time with that. Oh, how could my loved one, how could they think that when they told me specifically when they were here that they didn't want me to? Because perception on the other side is completely different. When my This is a, a good story too, um, because when they pass away, when we all pass away, we don't care about our funeral anymore. It's not important. My mother, before she died, started years before she passed away, telling me of the specific things that she wanted when she passed away. She wanted a white coffin. If her hair was dark at the time, she wanted it dyed blonde. She wanted jewelry. And there were there was a bunch of stuff that she told me that she wanted. Every single one of those things that she wanted, I could not do for her. They didn't have a white coffin. It would have taken months to order one. The inside of the coffin was white. So I thought that was enough. But my grandma walked in there and she was like, oh, it's not an, it's not a white coffin. And I was like, ah. <laughs> so I felt bad that she didn't get what she asked for. She also, the the uh, the mortuary would not dye her hair. They said if, if because uh, her hair was brown when she passed, that I would have to do it myself or I would have to bring somebody else in. They gave me her jewelry back and said, you don't want to bury that with her. Uh, everything, everything, even down to, I had decided to do an open casket and no, that didn't happen because things started happening to her body. And the cemetery actually told me that if I wanted to see her and have like an open casket like that, that people would have to sign a waiver saying that they wouldn't sue for mental anguish. And when a cemetery tells you that, you go, okay, never mind. I don't, I'm not doing that. I don't want to see that. So all of these things happened to show me that it didn't matter anymore. And I didn't catch on to that so much at the time. I just thought, okay, well, there's nothing I can do. I can't make these things happen. But as time went on and I started healing, I started realizing she didn't want all those things. And there were other things that I did, like found a beautiful spot at the cemetery for her, but it was very expensive. But I thought nothing but the best for my mom. I wanted her to have the best. And so my grandparents paid a lot of money for her cemetery plot and for her burial and all of that. And I drive by that cemetery sometimes a few times a week. And every time that I drive by it, I wish I could go back and do it over again because I see things differently now. And I know from talking to them on the other side that they don't want us to do that. They don't want us to put all of that effort into and money into something when they're on the other side happy. But they do want us to do whatever we want to do. So if you feel like you want to do those things, there's nothing wrong with it. But their perception changes on the other side. And I think that that's important to point out so that maybe in the future, when you do lose a loved one, you'll make different decisions. With my grandmother, I didn't know this really when my grandmother passed away even. And so I buried her as well. And I, I won't do it again. I really won't. No matter what the person tells me that they want done when they're in life, I will not bury somebody or, or an animal again. Um, it, it's just not how it's supposed to go. Um, 
And, but you know, they, a lot of people in life, they, they tell you that my mom used to tell me, Oh, I'm afraid of fire. So I don't want to be cremated, but you know what? I wish that I had that here with me instead of it, her body being at a cemetery, because that's what I would want for me. You know, I would want to have her, even though it's just a symbol of her, it's not important anymore. I still would rather have that here with me than at a cemetery. So you do what you feel is right for you, but don't feel like you have to go by all of those things that they tell you to do in life because they feel completely different when they get to the other side. Over there, it's just nothing but love. All right, let's do another one of these stories. This one is from Nicole. She says, I had to take my dog Sophie by myself to the vet to help her cross over. She was elderly and her back legs stopped working. I knew it was the best option and I knew she was going to be okay due to many readings I've had from you and in your group. But while walking out and driving home, I had this powerful, overwhelming feeling of guilt. And it was like I was abandoning her. Even though I logically knew she was okay, I couldn't help but cry and say over and over again, I'm so sorry, Sophie. I'm so sorry. First of all, first, I'm sorry, from all the listen to your gut intuition advice we hear, why does this feeling overtake everything else? If I didn't know better, I'd follow that feeling like if it was a message from God. A lot of people follow that feeling. A lot. Um, I did, you know, that that guilt feeling of um, when when Sierra passed away. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe that, you know, I, I didn't see this sooner. Why? Why did this happen? You know, you go through all of that. It's so, so, so normal. It's a part of grief. And I tell my clients a lot of the times that grief is a liar. It will make you think so many irrational, illogical, unhappy things. And that is one of them, that you have done something wrong. Euthanasia is there's nothing wrong with it. We are allowing our animals to pass without the level of suffering that we experience as humans. And you know what? I hope that by the time that I'm old and ready to go, that maybe that will be more of an option for me as well. I think that that is, um, it's a beautiful option because we don't, can you imagine if we had to sit and watch all these animals suffer till the very end? They appreciate it just as much. They don't look at it as you killed them. They look at it as you release them to go home. And, you know, I, I get a lot of people that ask me things like, well, when I, I had my dog at the vet, they seemed so scared, so nervous. They didn't want to die. I, I feel like I did the wrong thing because they didn't want to die. They're not sitting there thinking, I don't want to die. That is not how the mind of an animal works. That's how the mind of a person works. If they're nervous and upset, it's probably because they don't want to be at the vet and they don't know why they are there. So this is one of the times where I say, if you can reach out to me, I can tell them what's going to happen before it does. And that helps to calm them down a lot, a lot. I have a lot of success with that. But what you're doing is by releasing them is not bad in their eyes. When they get to the other side, just like what I was talking about in the last segment, they see everything. They know why you did what you did. So they may not understand while they are alive, why they're going to the vet so much or why they're taking so many medications. But when they get to the other side, they do. That's just how it works. So 
they don't look at you as like you've done something wrong or have all these hard feelings that we make ourselves think that we do. That is our human side. That's not God. That's not the universe telling us that. That is our logical brain where we've been taught for so many years that that death is bad, that when something like that happens, we think we've done the worst thing. We think that we've murdered our animals when actually we have released them and given them an absolutely beautiful option. Nicole also asked a couple of questions. She asked, why is it overwhelming feeling of guilt like if I was abandoning my fur baby on the side of the road? Well, I think I just kind of covered that a little bit. Um, that just comes with the grief. The other question that she answered was, or she asked was, does being a medium help with death since you can still communicate with them after they pass? And I love this question. And I think that this is very important to get into because it might look like from the outside that I am totally okay with death and that I don't maybe grieve at this point, but that is not the case at all. Um, thankfully, since I became a medium, the only deaths that I've experienced have been like there's been at least one degree of separation between them. It hasn't been somebody like like right here in front of me every day. Um, but I have been through losses and they do feel different. It's actually been almost a year ago exactly that my husband's friend Michael was murdered by his son. And I did a lot of guilt after this because two days before, actually, I think it was a day before he was murdered. He called Danny and he told him what was going on, that his son was, you know, acting irrational and threatening to kill him and all this stuff. And, and we called 911 and they went over there. And I mean, it's a whole long story, but I felt like we didn't protect Michael the way that we should have. He was reaching out for somebody to help him and protect him. And we didn't, but we did what we could. I just felt like we didn't do enough. So I actually found this out by an email that came through that he had passed away um, because there was a murder in our in our county. So it came through in an email. And I had to break the news to Danny. And I just, I remember crying and going, oh my God, Michael, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like I felt like I failed him. And it took me a while to get a grip. And once I did, I could hear him saying, you didn't fail me. This was how it was supposed to go. And I remembered that actually I had been told a few months before he died that he wasn't going to live much longer. So he wasn't supposed to be saved. This was how his life was supposed to go. So the guilt that I was doing at the time of I could have done something more to help, I let it go. That wasn't easy. It's not something that I think I could have done as easily as I I did before becoming a medium, for sure, because now I understand death more. I think that that's even more of it than being able to talk to them is that I understand it more. But with each additional person that is somewhere in my my life that passes away, it is very interesting to see how it affects me. My friend Lynn passed away. And when I found out, um, I I did grieve her for a little while. Um, that was tough. It came out of the blue. She was only 60 years old. It was really hard, but it was still a different kind of loss because I understand death and because I can talk to her. And so 
that is why my medium abilities, I love to be able to use those for other people because I feel like if I can tell you how they are on the other side and how they're feeling and give you those things about them that I couldn't possibly know if it wasn't them talking to me, that will help you heal more. And that's what that medium did for me that I saw after my mom died. She was able to tell me, your mom's okay. She told me personal things that she could not have possibly known. And when you hear those things, you realize my loved one is still alive. They're still alive on the other side. They're still here with me. And it's an absolutely amazing feeling. And so that is on this journey for me, all the grief that I have suffered, I feel like it's okay. It's okay that I've suffered this grief because here I am today to help as many people as I can with their grief and to be empathetic and pass on your loved one's messages. So, whew, that was tough. I I got my little tears in my tissue always. Um, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, I have a couple more of these stories and other things um, about grief that we will talk about. So let's go ahead and take a brief break, everyone. I hope that you are doing okay through this tough episode. So we will be right back. Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests, or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge, everyone. I am so glad that you are here today for this heavy topic of grief sucks, 
but I think it's important for us to talk about this. And I think we're all getting through it and doing a good job so far. So let's continue on. So I have a couple of more stories here. Um, I had also asked my sister to stand by if she wanted to call in because she's been through a lot of grief herself and is going through a spiritual awakening. And I thought she might have some insight to that. So I'm going to read this. But Amanda, if you'd like to call, you can. Our our code word is Hamburglar. <laughs> Um, just because I think that she could shed a little bit more light on this because she's currently going through a lot of it. But let me read this from Nancy. She says, I have had more than my fair share of grief. If there was a master, it would be me. I don't believe that I attract it, but it is interesting to me that people recognize that I've had more than my fair share. My very first loss was my dog, Ginger, when I was 16, lost my dad at 25, my mom at 30 my sister at 47, my niece two months later, all while going through a divorce, my cousin, more like a brother in 2017, and my beloved soul doggy Enzo. Lucky for me, I've almost run out of people to lose. I only have one more person in my life that remains, and even he is on borrowed time. By now, I have reached professional status and am able to look at loss or death differently. Call it denial, but now I only see a death as a loss of a physical connection, not a spiritual connection. So the process of grief has changed for me. When I grieve now, I see it, recognize it, feel it, honor it, and let it go. I no longer travel through life like a lost puppy called grief. Now, exactly a, not exactly a story, but a solid perspective of how it changes you and how you change from the experience. And I couldn't agree with you more. I I definitely feel like with each loss, I learned something different. But also like after the major losses in my life, I wasn't the same. Even the minor ones, you know, like I don't want to consider my grandma to be a minor loss because she was a huge player in my life. But it was a lot more minor than losing my mother, I felt. So I've kind of changed a little bit with each additional loss and grown. Absolutely. Okay. Amanda is here. So, so hey, sister. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling in. And I, I just wanted, because you're going through the spiritual awakening and because you have had some huge loss lately, I just wanted to see if you would just talk about it for a second. Tell our listeners from your point of view, you know, how this is going. Okay. Well, um, on February 2nd, I lost my biological mother, and last Thursday, I lost my uncle. Um, and I do, of course, have grief, but I understand that they're, uh, they're still here with me. Uh, the, the very minute that my mother passed away, I started seeing signs from her. The number 143, absolutely everywhere. And I don't know if anybody remembers, old book beepers, 143 meant I love you. So I get one, four, threes are all around me ever since she passed. They're just everywhere. Two, four, threes is we love you. And I see those everywhere. And I just feel that's all of everybody that has passed around me, just letting me know that they're there. It's on receipts, license plates, clocks, just every, everywhere. Songs that she loved. I see her. I legitimately see doppelgangers of her walk past me and my daughter all the time. She's around. I can feel her changing my life and pushing me forward to the things that I'm doing. And we just have to remember that even though 
they're gone from this earth, they aren't gone. They're still around us every day. Yes. And it's an amazing feeling when you when you can let go of some of that grief and, and realize. So if you can set signs to ask from your loved ones, ask for a song that they liked or ask for a number or an animal. When my uncle recently passed away, I asked for elephants because he oh. told a wonderful elephant story where he made this noise like an elephant. And as soon as I asked for that, I walked into my living room and realized that my daughter had recently put a elephant um, tart burner in the living room because it was too much stuff in her room. So as soon as I walked out, there was an elephant. It's just stuff like that, that I know he's still here because as soon as I asked him for elephants, there was one right there that I didn't even realize she had put wow. there a few days before. That's so cool. Something yeah, I want to point out have to remember things like that. Yes. Something I want to point out though, is that you and your mother were not on good terms when she passed. No, so, we weren't, but I had already forgiven her and said my goodbye. So that part of grief didn't hit me because I, even though we were on bad terms, I had already forgiven her for everything that she had done when I was a child. And, and I said my goodbye to her. So I, I had let that part of grief kind of go because I knew through you that it's, it's, it's best to get those things out while they're alive. So you're not working through them while they're gone. Like yeah. you had to with your mother. Yeah, I want to say in case there's anybody that's confused that we're half sisters, we have different mothers. So same father. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that one. Yeah, yeah I know. Like um, some people so, might be confused there. Um, but so I know that you can't really answer this question because it didn't happen. But I'm just curious if you've thought about how you would have handled your mother's death had you not have started going through the spiritual awakening and had these experiences over the last year. Do you think I you would have been like mad that- and all that? Yeah, I think I probably would have still held some, you know, um, resentment against her for things that have happened. I mean, there was a lot of things that I needed to let go of and forgive her for. I mean, I didn't even call her mom. I I call another woman mom. So, um, you know, I think if I hadn't have been able to to do that and let go of all that, I think my grief would be a lot worse than it is. So yeah. I, I learned that, but also it's just like, as soon as she died, things just started changing. They things do. just started moving so fast. You know, I'm trying to, to move to a, another city and things just started. As soon as she passed, things started falling in line. I mean, like price houses of, oh, sorry, prices on our house and things like that started going up. And it was just, it's just going so quickly now. It's like, yeah. she's just on the other side, pushing it as fast as she can. Yep. And that's what they do. And and they especially do that when you're not trapped in that grief, you know? So yeah. Right. Yep. Thank you for calling and sharing Thank that you. story. I think that it was important. So love you, sister. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Love you too. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Okay. Let's see. We have some time left here. So I have one more um, story that was sent in. This is from Hillary. She says, anytime in the past I've experienced death, it's been a horribly soul-breaking experience. Using you with the recent passing of my horse, I had a lot of learning. I realized death isn't the end, and it's just a stepping stone in this big progress, in this big process. They aren't gone. They are around us, and it's okay to be sad. They don't want it to consume us. I feel after going through this and having the revelations I've had in this process that I've leveled up. It's interesting when we face what we fear the most, how much we have to learn. Amen. 
I mean, really, honestly, it takes these things happening in our life sometimes for us to grow and learn and understand about this, because I can tell you that there is so much going on that we don't know anything about in this universe. We think that we know. We think this is reality, but it's not reality at all. What is this? Is it is it the simulation? Is it like a video game, like the Matrix? What is it? I don't know. But I'll tell you from the things that I've learned that it's nothing like what we were taught. And death is nothing like what we were taught to believe. Now, I'm not saying that we should all just walk around and forget that we have a fear of death. I wish we could do that. I wish I could do that. I, I'm i not afraid to die myself. I, at this point, realize I'm here for a reason. And I see how death works. And I see that when somebody passes away, there's a reason. It's planned. It's not random. Death is absolutely 100% not random. And once you recognize that and you can face that, then I, for me, it's helped me to deal with my own mortality because I realize I'm here for a reason. And it would be really stupid for the universe to take me right now because I'm right in the middle of helping a lot of people. You have to look at things like that. If, if, you're here working on things. You want to stay here. Your higher self wants to stay here. But a lot of times in life, when things become stagnant, when a person like like Amanda's mom, she had early onset dementia from um, from being an alcoholic. And so she passed really, really young. Well, why did she pass so young? Because she wasn't doing anything here. It was time for her to go. It was time to get a new body and start this over again and to go there and to help Amanda and her other her son and and anybody else that she can help. That's what this whole thing is about. The the dying process. It's not about at the end. It's not about lights out. And once we face that, I think it helps us more to deal with our own mortality and say when it is my time, it'll be my time and there's nothing I can do about that. And that has helped me to get over the fear of my own death. As far as like fear of other people dying, I will be very honest with you that I still have a lot of post-traumatic stress from the losses I've had. It's not about that I'm afraid that they're going to die and they're going to leave me. That's not it. It's that I don't want to feel that pain because that pain hurts so bad to go through that grief and to lose somebody that the PTSD reminds you of how much that hurts and you don't want to go through it again. And so you fear it. But I saw something on TikTok the other day from another animal communicator, and she really made sense. And what that was is that a lot of us grieve people before they've died. We grieve our animals before we die. That's my my big thing is that I worry so much about my dogs dying that I feel like I don't enjoy them while they are here. And this animal communicator pointed out that that's not how they want us to live. That's not how our animals want us to live that are here or the other side. They want us to enjoy the time that we have with them, our loved ones on the other side want us to enjoy the time that we have here. And it's not about dreading this thing that we call death. It's not about fearing it. We have to let that go. We have to enjoy our animals while they are here and stop thinking about that they're going to die someday. Same with our loved ones, because I know that there's a lot of you listening right now that do that too, because I hear it from you. And somehow we have to do that. And and I'm talking to myself too here. This is a challenge for me as well. So I'll challenge you guys 
and and myself as well of wherever your biggest challenge is on this grief journey whether it's PTSD, whether your loss was a long time ago, like mine, and you're still having the PTSD from it, or it's new, pick something that is that is hard for you in this process and work on it. Just, just work on it. Have happy thoughts. Try and think of why these things happen or whatever it is that helps you. And we all can get through these things and we can look at death in a different way as a cycle and not as the end because all of these people and animals that we've lost they are all here right now they are all watching you they are all hearing you and they know everything that's going on here and they don't want us to suffer while we are here with their loss one day we will be with them again and when that time comes, it'll be beautiful. But that time is not decided by us while we're here. It's decided by our higher self and the universe. And it just happens when it's supposed to happen. So that is all that we have time for today. Um, and I got through all my stuff. So I'm glad. I hope that I was able to help some people with this today. Um, and if you need anything, of course, after this episode, please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com or email me at beyondthebridge11 at gmail.com. So I'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place. And until next week, everyone, peace and love. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love.